Welcome to Taking the Middle Seat, a podcast where I explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you listen into each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. On this episode, episode 40, I'm talking to Becky Haderer, owner of Sacred Self Pathways. She is an innate traditions and well woman healer, and I'll let her tell you all the gorgeous details of what that means and about her intention behind what she does. What I knew from the moment I sat with her on a blanket in the park is that she is full of wisdom and kindness and joy and encouragement. Becky works with women across the age spectrum. She has services that resonate with postpartum women. And I'll tell you, she very generously offered me a Reiki session prior to our recorded conversation. It was powerful. And if you've never tried a modality like Reiki or something that feels kind of outside your comfort zone, I just encourage you to listen with openness and curiosity. Because what if these methods and practices and rituals could be the shift, be the thing that really brings you new awareness or new connection or new gratitude? So as I always say in the very beginning, you just heard me say it, stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I'll also say here that we belong to ourselves. And Becky was so good about reminding me of that. We talk about specific services like yoni steaming and rebozo closing ceremonies. And I know just like me, you'll find this stuff fascinating. I could literally talk to Becky for days. We also talk about how women are made to feel broken and that struggle should be our norm. And this is another topic I love to unpack. And Becky is boldly working on helping, helping women do that for themselves. The whole conversation is packed from start to finish with goodness. So do not miss a minute. You'll want to follow Becky and Sacred Self Pathways, all the social medias. So head to the show notes for those links. Becky's website is in process. So right now you'll want to message her directly to set up your Yoni Steam session or Reiki or alignment coaching. Okay, let's get to the magical, amazing, wonderful conversation with Becky Haderer. Becky, thank you so much for coming today. Mm, This is going to be so great. People need to know that you exist Mm. (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So I know I I think I reached out to you Mm -hmm. and we met in a park on a blanket. It was Mm -hmm. fantastic. And from there, I was like, oh, we need to share you with the world. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of how we got here. But tell listeners a little about yourself. However little or how much you want to talk about is fantastic. And we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah, my name is Becky Hader Tamborello. I am a um, innate traditions, well woman, healer, provider. And... Um, Basically, I, well, I have a business called Sacred Self Pathways, and I help to create pathways from the ancient past to the modern world so that all women can align with their soul and truly thrive in this life and not just survive, because it's really our birthright. Yeah, I love that. Now, you said a couple of things that I think people might not know what they mean. So innate healer, innate... Yeah, so the innate wisdom. Okay. That is within all of us. Those, um, the ancient traditions also of the past. Yeah. That are, um, that all of our ancestors practiced. Whatever nationality, whatever race you are, we Mm -hmm. all have these universal and ancient or innate traditions that, um, were practiced in the past. Mm -hmm. And it allowed the beings that were doing this to live in the flow of life. Mm -hmm. They were balanced. They, you know, they didn't have the internet and technology and everything. Yeah. Um, 
but they just they lived within the rhythms and the cycles and that was just a part of their everyday life and yeah. we're really disconnected from that now we're yes. go 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 and um we forget how important it is to um to just slow down yeah and to really make life sacred yeah to make the mundane the the basic things the the driving to work mm-hmm. the um you know reading a book to your child for the thousandth millionth right. time in a row when you're just <laughs> exhausted and just I my goal is to really make life sacred yeah well and I think even if people will call them like they have a religious tradition or they have a spiritual tradition or something it is for a lot of people very separate mm-hmm. from they they do their they do life and then they go do spirit or yes you know and it's not like you said kind of interwoven necessarily Mm -hmm. for a lot of people they'll Mm -hmm. put you know put on their spiritual religious hat and then take it off and go do life right yeah right doesn't doesn't serve yeah because we feel that disconnect we feel like oh we have to be this way in this environment and then oh now I'm gonna light my sage and or you know some people doing their devotions or whatever it is and it's like when we can intertwine those two when we can weave them together it brings a balance within ourselves and really helps us to align with our soul yeah yeah Yeah. and so people I think because we're often disconnected from all of that sometimes we need people guides like you to reconnect those Mm -hmm. parts so you're business um it almost feels small kind of calling it a business but it's a business Mm -hmm. um what are the various things that you do offer um for people that to help them kind of Mm -hmm. integrate that into their life yeah so i offer i work mostly with women Uh but i'm not opposed to working with men um i've actually had a few people um ask if i would do like couples alignment coaching Um, so basically what I do is I help you align with your soul. That's one of the things, Mm -hmm. um, using daily practices that Mm -hmm. feel really practical, um, and making them a part of your life so that you're raising your vibration every day Mm -hmm. so that you're, you know, getting yourself into a good feeling place. Life's supposed to feel good. We're supposed to, um, be thriving and, um, joyful. And, you know, I believe we're creating our lives day by day you know and if you're having these low vibrational thoughts and you're feeling hopeless and miserable and seeing life from like I guess just a really low point yeah that's what's going to be created in your life and if you and so what I help people do is see things from a little higher perspective Mm -hmm. you know I'll give you practices that align you um, with that higher vibration and then slowly you start feeling a little better and you see a little bit more clearly. Mm -hmm. And so that's the alignment piece that I offer to people. Um, And it's really great because it's that accountability piece that's really important. Yes. Like you have someone that's going to be on you and it's going to make you do it because we all know it's going to feel good. Yeah. We all know that meditation makes us feel good and aligns us and we just need to relax. I know. But we don't stick with it. No. We dabble here and there. We Humans find a new practice. Weird. We are. We're kind of weird, right? we know. You're so right. <laughs> we, we, we do. We know that we, mm-hmm. get it. we should do all these things because yeah. it does feel better. Right. And we don't. Right. And yes, I love that. Yeah. yeah. We, we, have to, we have to rewire our brains, though. Yeah. When we've been doing something a certain way our whole lives, however old we are, we have to rewire it. Yeah. And so the program that I have created... Um, really based on my amazing spiritual teacher, Nova Whiteman. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped me so much on my path when I was so feeling really lost um, and knowing that like life could feel different than it, um, it was feeling. Um, I, uh, I used her techniques and I kind of melded them into my own. Mm-hmm. And um, I have seen the most amazing change in my own life and in a lot of my clients' lives. And yeah. so, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love it. So if you could give an example of something that would be in one of, like a practical thing that you Mm -hmm. might kind of suggest to someone, what would be one of those things? Mm. Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. I love that. Absolutely. Because you know, everyone knows that being grateful is good. Oh yeah. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for food. But when we really sink into that feeling of gratitude, it takes us into that present moment. Yeah. 
it pulls us out of all the the movement in the world and all the things that you might feel like are going wrong. Yeah. It um and it allows you to really see the blessings in your life. Yeah. And in that moment, you're literally raising your own physical vibration. Mm-hmm. And when you raise your vibration, the universe gives you more of that. Yeah. And it's the same when your vibration's low and you're having really crummy thoughts. Mm-hmm. The universe is going to send you more of those things mm-hmm. that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, super interesting. I love yeah. that. Um, so, the alignment program, is there any other specific type of services that you offer? Yes, yes. So I, as I said before, I mostly work with women Mm -hmm. and I'm a well woman um, practitioner. So Mm -hmm. I help women um, take back their health. I'm a um, postpartum doula Mm -hmm. and um, I help women tap into their womb space and kind of breaking the um, the stigma or the taboo that we have around women's health and saying the word vagina. Yeah. Because maybe some of you don't even know, but a yoni in Sanskrit means sacred temple. Yeah. And that just simply means our, you know, our vagina, our vaginal canal up into our uterus and mm-hmm. our fallopian tubes and our ovaries. It's a portal. We create life in that space. Mm-hmm. And if we're not creating life because we're choosing not to have children or we can't have children or whatever the reason is, um, that's where we create ideas. Mm-hmm. That's where we birth those ideas. Mm-hmm. And um, so I offer yoni steaming to mm-hmm. women. Um, yoni steaming meaning, um, you know, basically you create or you um, you create a tea for your yoni. Uh-huh. And do you want me to explain yeah, it a little? Sure. Yeah, sure. So, because um, I think people, when, I know when I first saw it, I was like, "What in the world?" Oh yeah, I'll just be real honest. And yeah. I, I called my friend actually, who would be totally open to all these things, and I was like, "Girl, I am meeting with this woman who does <laughs> something called a yoni steam, and I'm going to tell you all about it when I get back from this meeting." Yeah. Um, but like anything, I feel like the closer you get to it the more you're like, oh, yes, of course, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Here's how I can connect my own experience to that. Like the whole point of my podcast is for people to go, they'll feel like something is way out there. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this feels real out there for listeners. But then they listen to your voice and your story and your way, and they're like, oh, no, that's accessible. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, for all those reasons, yes, I absolutely want you to explain it. Oh, yeah. And I feel, yeah, because when I first learned about it, I was like, wait, what? How, what is this? How right. is this a thing? And then my next question was like, how have I never heard about this? Yeah. Like, how, how is this something that women do? And then I read more about it. And that's one of those ancient traditions or innate yeah. traditions that women um, have practiced throughout time. So it's traditionally a postpartum practice okay. um, to bring warmth to our yoni mm-hmm. um, in order to help heal after childbirth. So it helps get the uterus back to the, to the right size. Yeah. It helps to pull out any of the um, afterbirth matters, so like the lochia. Uh-huh. Um, and it helps our body to heal a lot better and a lot faster. And if you see the state of women in the postpartum in modern America, yeah, we see that there is a huge, um, not even just a disconnect um there's a women's health crisis going on absolutely yeah yes i mean the amount of women who have perinatal mood disorders who have pelvic pain and trauma and all of those things i feel like yoni steaming paired with other things as well yeah um and it definitely takes a community it's not i'm not saying yoni steaming is just going to cure everything but yoni steaming has just made such an impact in my life and i'll finally get to what it is um i know you're all excited <laughs> like what the like, heck whoa. is this thing um so yoni steaming is essentially making a tea um so you use purified filtered water mm-hmm. and then you add in specific herbs that are going to be right for your body mm-hmm. and you allow those herbs to um, get up to you know a nice boiling temperature and you just allow them to steep on the stove and then you essentially let them cool down and you either kneel or sit over that herbal steam mm-hmm. um, and it's a really nice temperature it's not hot it's not like it's not meant to be hot hot it's just really gentle. Yeah. You've never been tended to in that way before. And 
it just, it grounds women. It yeah. helps us to relax. And, and then I, when I do a session with someone, I wrap them in blankets traditionally, like from their neck down. Okay. So they're kind of tented and then it creates like a little sauna in there and it helps to cleanse your body yeah. and to purify. And like I said, just brings warmth. So besides the, like knowing what type of herbs to use, cause I think that's part of where your expertise comes in or mm-hmm. you teach people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need anything else? Like I know I've seen those boxes uh, from yeah. following you that have specific like little seats yep. for it. Do you need that or is that just kind of a helpful tool? That is absolutely a helpful tool. Okay. I steamed for about a year and a half kind of my own practice. I had to create um, a postpartum healing ceremony for myself because mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to heal and help other women to heal yeah. from a from after having healed myself. Yeah. Not coming into this like, oh, I'm going to help you to heal yourself and I'm just not even tending to myself. So yeah. I steamed for a year and a half and um, I just would like go into child's pose over a bowl of herbal water. Yeah. And kind of tent myself that way. Or I would um, kneel above a pot um and, you know, then I realized, wow, I'm really doing this. Mm-hmm. I want to create something that's a little more comfortable. Because my knees would get t- sore and I would switch positions. And, you know, I'd be listening to, like, calming or meditative music while I was doing it. But um, I would kind of, I would get thrown off, thrown out of it a little because I would be, like, my body would kind of be shaking from being in that position for yeah, too long. Sure. So absolutely you can steam with a bowl, um, a stainless steel pot, a clay pot, um, a glass bowl, metal bowl. Um, it's my whole idea and my whole piece is that yes, you can do this so it's accessible to all women. Yeah. It doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be something that's only accessible to people who have a lot of money. But yeah. I will say that the saunas make it a lot easier to steam. Yeah. 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 So these, what we're talking about are these wooden boxes yep. that have like a hole in the top of them. Yep. And then you just can sit on the little like yes. stool box kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's another thing we were talking about disconnecting from like life versus like spiritual life. This is another way I think that people um, disconnect is that, well, I don't have the tools. Right. I don't have the thing. I don't have the book, the cards, the rocks, the herbs, the whatever. Right? Yes. And they make it about the stuff mm-hmm. um, when it, of course, doesn't have to be mm-hmm. about the stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm just fascinated by this yoni stuff, so we're gonna stay stay there for a minute. Yeah. Um. So you and you can share as little or as more as much as you want about your story. But mm-hmm. what I did um, sense when we first met was like this woman has also been through some things, mm-hmm. and so you can just sense that like all of your work comes from this place of learning and that mm-hmm. you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um. So talk a little bit about your story that mm-hmm. led you to this place and wanting to help women in this way. Um, talk a little bit about that. Yep. I can do that. Yeah. So, um, so basically I, I have three boys at home. They're eight, 10 and six. Um, but when I had my first son, I mean, it was so magical. It was amazing. And I loved him so much. And after each of my kids, I, you know, you fall in love with your child and it's so beautiful and amazing, but women aren't support. We're not supported in the postpartum. Yeah. And I felt this huge disconnect. I felt like, wait, I still have to like make food, and I have to be breastfeeding, and my yoni hurts, and I'm exhausted, and you yeah. still have to do all the things in this modern world. And we think that that's normal, yeah. but it's just not. So I really experienced a huge disconnect. Um, and I felt really, you know, supported, but unsupported. And I knew that it could have been better. Yeah. Then after my third son was born, um, you know, I had this beautiful home birth um, with my other kids. I had them at the hospital and they were beautiful births. Um, different things happened. I'm not going to get into those because there was a struggle in one of them. And my first, I had an epidural and I was induced and all these things. Um, so I really was so grateful that I was having this home birth with my third son. Mm-hmm. And 
after he was born, about a month later, my husband got sick and it was super intense. He yeah. was born with a birth defect. And so I, we knew that he was having complications. He's in kidney failure. And, um, and we just rolled with it and it's our life and we're grateful for so much. But he got really sick and yeah. we were really scared. And yeah. to have a baby that was a month old. Yeah. And to have a sick, sick husband who was in and out of the hospital, I had as much support as we could possibly have. I don't want anyone that I love to feel like they weren't supporting me enough. Yeah. But there's, in general, there just right. wasn't enough support. No. I felt depleted. Yeah. I felt so anxious. I felt exhausted. Um, I ended up after just trying, trying, trying and willing myself to just, you can just meditate. You can do this, Becky. I couldn't even meditate. I couldn't even sit for five minutes. Even after my son went to sleep, I couldn't shut my mind down. Yeah. I was a wreck. Absolutely. And I know so many women, I'm not alone in feeling that way. I oh know my gosh. so many women feel that and maybe a thousand times worse. Yeah. And that is sort of my why. It's like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Women should not be feeling like this. And I know I had that extra stuff with my husband, but we all have our stuff. Right. We all have our things. We've all got some sort of trauma that we're going through. And it's not more or less. It's just different. Yeah. And it's not okay that we're not fully supported. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have it as like my, it chose me. This path chose me. Yeah. Um, But I just want to help heal that disconnect. I want women to remember who they are, to remember that the postpartum is a time of great healing. It's a rite of passage for us. Mm-hmm. We have the rite of, pa- we, we go through a rite of passage when we have our first bleed. Mm-hmm. When we're in the postpartum, we have our baby. We're it's essentially the dying of our old self mm-hmm. as we transition and emerge into this new place. We'll never be the same, mm-hmm. but we often feel like everything should be the same. We should still be working hard. Yeah, we should still be able to do all the things we did before, but it's just not the reality. Yeah, and so, um, so I just I like to educate women so that they know that they don't have to suffer. Yeah. Like I did, and like they're doing right now, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. I think it is a revolutionary idea that um, women are kind of told—not told—it's just kind of in our like water and life and breath—and that having a being a woman having a uterus is going to be painful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. There's going to be things that we just don't understand. Like and like, it's just kind of that's supposed to be your experience yeah. it's like well it's just hard yeah like, like sorry just, you're a woman right yeah and i mean i remember getting those messages very specifically and not specifically mm-hmm. through from young girlhood on yeah that that's just how it's it the is. way it is yeah. and too bad we're not dudes and yeah instead of how amazing it is to be the 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 part of our species that can do all these cool things right and to hold the creativity and the like yeah that's absolutely oh, yeah. not the message yeah and it's absolutely not the truth that because we have a uterus and because we're bleeding that we're supposed to be in pain yeah we've associated and been it's been normalized that we're supposed to have cramps and bleeding is just uncomfortable and we're just supposed to be you know basically it's we're gross yeah I mean we've been told that like the bleeding is gross so then we don't talk about it yeah then we're just stuffing it down and quite literally plugging it up with tampons Mm -hmm. when you know no offense at all I used to use tampons it was the first thing I used a little tamp or playtex slim fit I think Uh um but when we use tampons even that's causing our uterus to contract it's causing those cramping. It's causing oh, the cramping. Yeah. It's making it worse. And it's making it so that our uterus, instead of allowing it to um, fully cleanse every month, mm-hmm. bleeding when we bleed, um, it makes it so that our it goes back up into our uterus because we're clogging it. Yeah. And so then, you know, we've got a lot of women who have really thick uterine linings. Sure. You know, we've got all sorts of things that are going on that... You know, maybe women think that it's normal to bleed for seven days or longer, or Mm -hmm. maybe your blood is brown or black or whatever it is. It's like, that's actually not the way that we are 
meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, yes, we're supposed to rest and we may feel a little, you'll feel shifts in your body, but we're not supposed to be in pain. Yeah. When we bleed. Yeah. And it just becomes a generational thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a daughter. I've, um, I think done some things differently than my mom did, Mm -hmm. but you know, we just don't know. We no. don't know what we don't know. So mm-hmm. then we pass on what we don't know. Absolutely. And, and the, it's all done with good intentions. Like, yes. it's never malicious. It's never, you know, a lot of women have come to me like, I taught my girls all wrong. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, we know better and we do better. It's yeah. okay. Like, I have, my beauty, my, my most favorite thing is just that we do things until we find a better way. Yeah. And then when we find that better way, we may have a little resistance to it because, well, mainstream, that's the message that we're hearing. Right. But it's not, it's not always the truth. So my message to you is just to seek out what feels right to you. Yeah. You know, if you're struggling with cramping, clotting, bloating, if you're suffering some way in your pelvic area, yeah, you don't have to suffer alone. Like yeah. there's things that you can do to help yourself. You're not, you're not just going to get older and it's just going to get worse or you're not just going to have to have your uterus removed yeah. or, you know, have some type of surgery. Sometimes those things may be the option for you. Right. And I respect you. And mm-hmm. I and I fully wholeheartedly respect modern medicine because it saves lives. It saved my husband's life. And yeah. um but but I think that we're a little bit surgery happy in this yep. country, in the world maybe. And um and we need to remember that there's really gentle, non invasive ways to help us heal. And to help us really feel good yeah. as women. Mm-hmm. Um, you also do Reiki. I do. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. People may not have no idea what that means or yeah. is. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yep. So Reiki is a form of Japanese energy healing. Mm-hmm. It um, the way I describe it is that it basically just allows someone to experience a connection with however you describe your source, God, the universe, goddess, um, energetic field, um, it allows you to tap into that Mm -hmm. by me just being the conduit and flowing Mm -hmm. it through me because it's based on the premise that everything is energy. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all vibrating at different frequencies, um, higher when we're having those good thoughts again, lower when we're having those lower thoughts or going Mm -hmm. through something that feels awful. Um, and so I just connect you, um, to your source, mm-hmm. to your soul. And it's based on your summoning. Mm-hmm. So it's you doing, you're the healer. We're all healers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not some like magical being. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. Right. <laughs> we <laughs> all There's are, a right? little bit of magic going on in there. I think yes. we're all magic, right? We all have different <laughs> magical yeah. things that we do in this world. And yeah. we come here with these, um, with these gifts and I just found mine and I love sharing it with people through Reiki, yeah. through the Yoni steams and through the alignment coaching. Um, but so I just basically you lay down or sit down and I place my hands on or above your body and I just help move that energy through you mm-hmm. and whatever you need, um, you will get, mm-hmm. you will get and you'll feel typically people say that they just feel relaxed, mm-hmm. calm, Um, Sometimes people will twitch a little bit, and that's just the energy moving through their body. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just kind of shifting out the old stuff, the the old stagnant energy, maybe old thoughts that are holding you back that don't Mm -hmm. serve you anymore. The things that maybe in your day to day life, like you're thinking these things and you're not even realizing they're affecting you. When you work on the energetic side, you're really shifting stuff in a powerful way. Yeah, yeah. I have had exactly one Reiki treatment right before we started recording. Um, So part of what I was thinking, I've had a lot of thoughts, as you know, (laughs) during the Reiki session, but um, do you notice things? Like, do you go to a part of someone's body and you're like, oh, there's a lot happening here. Like, what do you, what's your experience as the practitioner? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because it's different for everyone, right? Yeah. We all have different stuff. I notice that, and I think that it's really normal that most people, especially in America, mm-hmm. are really blocked in the lower chakras. Mm-hmm. So that root chakra, like between your legs, that's um, that's usually pretty blocked. We've yeah. got a lot of fear, got a lot of anxiety, 
Um, and I think that that's part of that disconnect we were talking about earlier where yeah. we're just, you know, we're not tapped into the rhythms and cycles. We're just kind of going from point A to point B, even if we're trying to be mindful. Um, so a lot of people tend to be blocked in that root area, but yeah, it is different for everyone. Yeah. I tend to, with the women that I'm working with, I'm doing a lot of heart womb connection meditation mm -hmm. or, or energy work. Um, a lot of times I will incorporate a meditation into it um, because the visualization, when we visualize, it's so powerful. Yeah. Thoughts are things. When we're thinking things, we can make them real things. Like we can turn them into reality. Mm -hmm. And so um, I definitely feel different energies, different intensities. Yeah. But my main goal, and I always tell people, is like, sometimes people want me to be like a psychic when I'm doing their yeah. energy reading. And a lot of times... What I tell them is just that I tap in to that source energy mm -hmm. that we all have access to. I'm not like super special in that area. We all have access to it. And we've all felt it when we feel really good mm -hmm. and in the flow of life. Um, I just get to, you know, channel that energy into you. And I'm basically just, I just get to envision you in white light mm -hmm. and just feeling love. I just get to share love with you. Mm -hmm. And when we're sharing love, we're mm -hmm. in that heart space. We're mm -hmm. in it, and that's where the healing happens. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. It's crazy powerful. I think um, women also don't let themselves just pause. Like, if nothing else, mm -hmm. just it forces you to pause. Mm -hmm. Like, someone's literally got their hands on you, you know? Yeah. So you can't scroll around. I mean, I suppose you could. Yeah. But and sit up and leave. Yeah. But you're not going to. Mm -hmm. um, so it just puts a, a stop mm -hmm. and you have to go inward mm -hmm. and I think just that in and of itself is something so needed it really really is yeah. we're so go 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 yeah and I'm speaking mostly to women but as women we measure our value based on what we do yeah a lot of the time and if we're not doing something I even noticed myself yesterday I was in the car and I looked at kind of, not really my to-do list, but just kind of my list of things that I had going on that day. And I just, I had screwed up my schedule somehow. It was like central time that I had this call and I, you know, it was supposed to be at two, but I thought it was at noon. Yep. And I had some time to like drive somewhere. And all of a sudden I felt this anxiety building up inside of me. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not getting work done for my business. I... And I, re I kind of dug a little deeper. And I was like, wow, I'm not valuing myself. Like, yeah. I am totally judging myself. I'm being my own worst critic. Mm -hmm. And so I, I allowed that to go on for a little bit. And then I was like, wait a sec. Like, I think I sent like a voice message to a friend like, oh, I'm doing this thing again. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm spiraling. And I'm just sending this message to you because I'm recognizing it. And this sucks. And, you know, yeah. but, but I know I've got this. I'm just having a moment. Because we all have them, yeah. just sometimes more than others. And and when we can just pause and shut our brain off, that's when we get to reset. Yeah. That's when we release all that resistance, that go, 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 and that need to like do stuff for others. Not that it's not good to do stuff for others, but, but we need to just care for ourselves. Yeah. And when we start caring for ourselves by just sitting for three minutes and breathing... We are not just caring for ourselves. We're caring for the women who came before us. Yeah. For the women now and for the women of the future. Yeah. Plus, if you have a family or pets or or anything like that, just our community, we all benefit when we can just take a pause and go inward for three minutes and just breathe. Yeah. Because it's all connected. Like, when we're feeling that high, fast-paced, like, go, 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 and you, you're just moving too fast and you... You know, you feel like there's not enough time in the day and all of those things. You know, that's that's your vibration. Yeah. You're affecting every single thing around you. Yeah. Instead of sinking into your heart, taking a few deep breaths, and then seeing from a higher perspective, and then going into the world, then going to nurse your baby, then going to feed your kid a bottle, then, you know, going to read your kid a book or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what do you find brings people to you? So if people find you for whatever service, is there a common thread that like makes people actually seek out, take that step to seek you out? Yeah. So 
a few different things. You know, a few of them will, not a few, um, some women it's, I am desperate. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I am going to have to have a surgery yeah. to get my uterus removed. That's what my doctor said. And I'm at my, it's like last resort kind of stuff. Yeah. They're at their wits end. They're at their wits end. Yeah. They have no other options. They're, yeah. they're willing to do anything. Yeah. And this odd thing, yeah. you know, not odd to me, but like right. this random thing that came on their path that so-and-so told them about, they're going to do it because yeah. they don't want to have to do that invasive surgery. They don't want to go on birth control because they know it throws off their body and, you know, yes, it gets the hormones up, but then it depletes those hormones as well. Yeah. um, So there's that. Um, A lot of it is that, like what we were talking about before, is that people just can't stop. Yeah. They are lost. Mm Mm-hmm. They feel... Another big one is that they're in this job that is making them miserable. Yeah. And... (laughs) doesn't happen all the time, but they'll come in and they'll just, they'll tell me about this job that they're at that's like sucking their soul and yeah. that, but they're just staying with it because it's, it's what they know. It's their income. And we all know that that's, that's a normal thing. Like sure. we have to have an income. Um, and, but so sometimes I'll get a call a couple months later. I quit my job. <laughs> and I'm like, oh dear. Ooh. I like, that's amazing. Cause I know yes. you were miserable, but I hope you had a Right. Or I hope this feels right to you and I'm not yeah. just making people quit. Right. But really what I'm doing is I'm helping people remember who they are yes. and that they don't have to live this life suffering. Yes. They can, they can, you know, come up with a backup plan or like an escape plan from that job and start using their thoughts, using the practices that I talk about. Because yep. a Reiki session with me isn't just a Reiki session. I'm giving you tools that are practical, like I said before, um, that are based on what's going on in your life. Yeah. So that you can start co-creating, you know, with your soul. You can start yeah. co-creating that life that you desire instead of just, like, going one step after the other just in yeah. what you're already doing. Yeah. So it it really is powerful. And, yeah. Um, but those are kind of the main things that people come to me for. Yeah. Well, I feel like everything that you do just recognizes that there's another way. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't... We don't have to effort everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't have to be a slog. Mm-hmm. It can be, if you're tuning in, it can just be, the flow can happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it so yeah. much. Anything else that I've not asked you about your work in the world that mm. you want people to know or something else? Well, um, I guess I didn't really talk much um, or speak much to the the postpartum healing ceremonies that I do. Okay. Yeah. Part of those ceremonies, um, is the Yoni steaming, but, um, there's some stuff going on in the postpartum and there's no way we'll be able to cover it all today. But basically women, after they have a baby, they're, they're elated and excited and all those things, but they're also cold and they're tired Uh and their energy is being depleted and women's energy isn't being sealed up. We're so open when we have babies. We're so open. We're, whether you're having a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth, um, we're really open Mm -hmm. and that energy, especially in Chinese medicine, that Jing, it flows out of us Mm -hmm. and we're not sealed in. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of walking around like zombies doing stuff Mm -hmm. thinking, well, I just have to do this, this, and this. And so I, um, I actually just had one on Monday with an amazing woman um, in our community. I did a um, rebozo closing ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically closing the bones. That's one of the traditional ceremonies that women um, have in the postpartum. And you essentially wrap a woman um, from head to toe with um, a rebozo, which is traditionally a Mexican blanket, scarf, shawl kind of thing. and you kind of, um, you intertwine it over them and you pull them tight so it just feels like a beautiful hug. And you kind of shift the energy and I do a Reiki session with that. We do the Yoni steaming. Um, A lot of different things, a birth integration meditation so that you can tap back into that birth energy and that birth experience. And whether it was the most blissed out thing you experienced or Mm -hmm. the most traumatic thing, we can go in and reframe that. Maybe you feel disconnected from your baby after they were born. A lot of my clients feel that way and they feel guilt for Mm -hmm. feeling that way because they don't have that instantaneous bond. Um, But we can actually go back in 
And we can do a birth integration meditation so that you can relive that experience mm-hmm. and then recreate it. Release what doesn't serve you yeah. and then recreate it so that you feel that support, so that you can feel calm in your soul. And that's so have needed. a connection to oh your baby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because people don't speak about if it wasn't the most amazing magical thing mm-hmm. you've ever gone through i'm sure if it was then you're shouting that from the rooftops mm-hmm. but if it wasn't um that's people don't talk about it right well because they, they feel guilty and they, shameful or they'll very quickly say but i love my baby i right. mean i love it. i mean i just love my baby yeah but and we're not honoring the woman who was just going went through an right. incredible trauma yeah when it was supposed to be this beautiful rite of passage yes but it was, you know, whether it was medically, just so medical and, yeah. or just, and the thing is, I want to make this clear, is that maybe it wasn't called a traumatic birth because yeah. something, you know, because there wasn't like medical intervention and you didn't hemorrhage or you didn't have to use forceps or whatever, Yeah. but maybe it was traumatic because it didn't follow your birth plan. Yeah. And someone walked into the room and shifted the birth energy. Yeah. And, or the doctor checked you, checked your cervix when you didn't want them to and you didn't know. I mean, there's so many variables. And if the mother or the woman viewed it as traumatic, then that's traumatic. And that needs to be shifted or else that's going to affect the mother-baby dyad throughout their whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And the like wrapping and the oh yes, yes. <laughs> and the question that I had while we were talking um, postpartum mm-hmm. is there a fixed amount of time? Mm-hmm. So the direct postpartum is typically you know that year after you have a baby. Okay, but this is a beautiful question that you asked because I didn't experience any of this tenderness or tending to in the postpartum, mm-hmm. but four years later, yeah. I gave myself the postpartum and I was given the rebozo closing ceremony mm-hmm. and one of the women that I went to this training with um, Lori Sage she has 12 children uh-huh. and she her. Ha- her youngest is 11 her oldest is they're in their 30s so she went through all had all of these babies and didn't have any of this care mm-hmm. given to her you know and so she had her postpartum ceremony 35 years later. Mm-hmm. So there isn't an amount of time that goes that. by that you're just, you're kind of just SOL, like, great, I'm just going to suffer forever. No. Yeah. I love doing rebozo closings on anyone. Yeah. We can, you can tap back into that birth energy when you're, when you've got 50 year old children. I mean, yeah. there's no age limit. Okay. And it's really, and it might sound like, well, there's no reason to do it, but there really is. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you randomly think about that birth story, I mean, we really do replay our own birth yep. from our mother. Yeah, we relive our birth story. So when we can go in there and we can change it, yeah, that's huge. That's a yeah. gift to your child. That's yeah. a gift to yourself because you can actually go in. What I've done is, I know that my mom told me about my birth story and how it didn't you know, go the way she wanted to. She felt so cold. She felt so alone and tired. Mm -hmm. She said she birthed me on like a metal bed or something. I know. Yeah. And so, um, so I've gone back in for myself and I just see myself being looked at as this like loving child, like seeing my family look at me. And I've even done some work with my mom to just, you know, not directly with her, but just seeing her like thriving in that time instead of being so depleted. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and it makes it accessible to, um, and makes sense for, because women might be listening and thinking, well, I've never had a baby. Right. Or I wanted to have a baby and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Or I've adopted or whatever. Yes. But it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're creating things all the time mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And so even if you haven't birthed an actual child, yes. you've probably birthed something yes. and you've had a birth. Yes. And who doesn't love, who doesn't love, I mean, yeah. not everybody loves getting touched, right? Yeah. But to be held in a way that just kind of wraps you and engulfs you and you, I rock you, like, I can't really explain it. Maybe we can post photos or something yeah. of what the heck I'm talking about yeah. or search it up on online, Rebozo Closing Ceremony. Um, it basically just seals your energy in and just gives you like a giant hug and just en- envelops you so yeah. that um, 
Yeah, it really doesn't matter if you've had a baby or not. Yeah. Yes, it's traditionally postpartum, but it just feels good. Yeah. It really does. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I will, of course, link to all your places on the interwebs so people can find you and follow you and hopefully sign up for all the services yeah. um, because they're going to sense that you are doing important work mm-hmm. and that it will resonate with them. I'm absolutely certain of it. Mm-hmm. Um So I asked some questions at the end of my interviews, so we're going to hit those now. Um, So the first one is, if someone saw a list of your roles or titles, um, so especially for you, I picture this as like, you know, well, woman healer, someone and someone that's like real out of that space, what are they missing or what are they getting maybe wrong? Um, If they just look at, like, your titles. Yeah, or, like, look at, you know, that curated Facebook page or whatever, you know. Yeah, oh, my gosh. So um, as much as you try to be authentic on all of it, you don't want to air all your dirty laundry, all that stuff, right? So I yell at my kids. I admit it. Like, I swear. I'm, you know, I meditate. I have a really great daily practice, and I align with my soul. But I'm just like you, right? I get big emotions and I have a temper sometimes and I'm working on it. You yeah. Know? Not yeah. perfect. I'm doing the best I can day by day and I never get it all done. Yeah. And I don't always get it right, but I know that deep in my soul I'm not doing it wrong because I'm always learning. And I think the most authentic thing we can do as therapists or I'm a social worker or you're a healer and is show people that we can have big emotions mm-hmm. you know whatever anger swear that I'm swearing all this I can't not swear yeah. I mean like I can't get off the table <laughs> my kids are always like mom I'm like oh my gosh it's that, not gonna kill you it's a word that makes me feel so good because sometimes my kids will say it and I'm like oh my gosh great they're just gonna start cussing at school like yeah no, I'm always happens. like just like try not in front of grandma right like their words and we can right. give them power. Right. There's times when you just <laughs> yes. need to drop the bomb, right? right? But please don't. My thing is like, please don't swear in like a nasty way at someone. Yeah. If you need to say shit, yeah, say it. Right. You know, but please don't make it like right. a, just all the time. Yeah. There's other words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's just the authenticity of all of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to get it wrong. Yep. We're going to be stressed out. Even oh, though yeah. you have all the traditions and the meditations and the whatever, yeah. there's still, that's why we have those things. Yes, we're is because beautif- we got to come back. We're beautifully human. Yes, mm. yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um, we've talked a little bit about this, but I am certain you have more wisdom around it. Um if people are looking for more genuine connection to to themselves, but I think a lot of times what I hear is to other people, mm-hmm. they're missing that community. Mm-hmm. How can they find that, seek that out? What What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, I think that in this world, we're really isolated, right? Yeah. Like, even when, you know, we live in these separate homes. We used to live in villages and tribes, and, yeah. you know. Um, and it's it's not to say that it's wrong, but I really don't think it's serving our society because yeah. we are, like, on our screens. And I was even saying earlier, like, I am gonna, this weekend I'm going to just turn my phone off because yeah. I am feeling like a slave to my phone as I'm starting my business and just... All of that, um, I need a little detox. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that if we're trying to connect with others and we want community, gosh, just turn off your phone. Yeah. Turn off your screens. Um, sit down. Go out in nature and ground yourself. Feel good in yourself first. Yeah. But um, call up some friends. Start a book club. Start Do something that feels right to you. I'm an introverted extrovert, I yep. guess. So I oh, really crave too. my alone time. And if I get it, if someone invades it, like I'm really ter- territorial and yes. I get really off balance when I don't have that. So, I mean, invite friends over. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't be that loner that you want to be all the time. Like branch out. Yep. Go, um, something that helped me is I was feeling really isolated, kind of nervous about getting a group of women friends because of the stigma that, you know, women are backstabbing or just the messages yeah. that you hear growing up, at least yep. that I heard, were yep. catty and 
just all those things. And so I was nervous to have really solid um, community of girlfriends besides like my core two sisters, you yep. know. But I, um, I ended up finding out through two people in the same week about this group called Unleash Your Heart. Okay. And um, they were like, get a hold of Aubrey Merlet. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. And so I actually joined a community of women. Mm-hmm. And we sit in circle. Um, I go once a week, but I think there's like three options. And um, we just allow each other to be really vulnerable. Yeah. And we sit together and that has been the biggest thing for me is yeah. I feel home in this group and I so if you are that yeah so if you're looking for a community unleash your heart um healing circle um you can get more information on it like online or whatever but yeah. that's been something that's been huge for me it's basically heart-centered women light workers who just want to connect with other women on a deeper level yeah and you can even start something y- like a little circle in your own home if yeah. you don't want to go to this you can ha- start circle in your own home yeah. just invite some friends over yep start doing rituals together even if you don't know what the heck you're doing yeah get some sage or don't get sage or whatever feels right to you but that's a great way to bring ceremony to bring sacred back into our lives when mm-hmm. we share it with others yeah yeah just do it mm-hmm. just i this is a silly thing but i recently i like to walk and i um we live by a lake and I walk around the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, not as often as I would like, but I wanted to be more intentional about walking with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the last minute, if you reach out to your friends, we're all like crazy busy and yeah. nobody can do it at the last minute. So I was like, I'm like the least organized person you've ever met. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a sign up genius yes. to have people walk with me. And, um, and then kind of the second half of the story is, so I did, and I put it out there. It felt real weird, I got to tell you. And a couple people signed up, but then also being okay that it was just a couple people. Mm-hmm. Like that you're not a total failure if 20 people don't show up to your right. circle. Right. All you need is the one person mm-hmm. or the two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being okay with whatever that brings into mm-hmm. your world. Oh, and, yeah. 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 Well, it's, rem- it's reminding me of some of the events that I've had. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's a bunch of people, and sometimes there's just a really intimate group of, like, three of us. And yeah. that's okay, too. It doesn't mean you failed. Yes. It doesn't mean you did something wrong. Yeah. Typically, it's because that's the way that it was supposed to be. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, talk about spaces where you, I mean, we just talked about one, the Unleash Your Heart space, but um, spaces or people that make you feel the most seen and heard and I think for healers this is especially um, tricky sometimes Mm -hmm. um, to be the one that is seen and heard Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to have those spaces hopefully so talk a little bit about what that looks like for you yeah so I love being in nature Mm -hmm. I love going in my backyard just barefoot Uh like if I'm sitting inside and I'm at my desk or I'm at my at the couch usually I don't even have a desk um, Uh that I use um, I'll be looking outside and like yearning to go out right. there. And I'm like, I know I need to go out there. But so if I can just put my feet on the ground yeah. or just like hold a stone or something, yeah. that helps me. Um, but really being around people who, um, I guess I'll say like people who aren't going to judge me. Yeah. You know, people that are just living their life from the heart. They're yeah. just real people. They're not trying, they don't have a front. They tell you when stuff's going down. Yep. They can cry in front of you. You can cry in front of them. Um, just being real. Yeah. I'm just over the, um, over like that curated stuff. Yes. You know, like we're allowed to be vulnerable. What does yeah. Brene Brown say? Like you have to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is key. And I, I don't know the exact quote, but if you're not, I mean, it's just a big, just a big fake thing. Yeah. Right? Like we all just we crave it. We crave authenticity and connections and and if we're shutting we're shutting ourselves off yeah. if we're not allowing that. Yeah. If we're just sure. not if we're not being real. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um and the last one is favorite things. I just love to hear what he, lights people up, what mm-hmm. makes you happy and it can be huge or little or serious or funny or whatever yeah um but what are you loving these days these days oh my gosh well I've been really into my business and Mm -hmm. like I was saying I was kind of imbalanced and so I love it 
when I get that inspiration to just shut my computer yeah. and I see my kids and they're just, it's totally unexpected and I just run out and I jump on the trampoline with yes. them and we wrestle around, right. <laughs> you know, and it just like kind of throws them off because I, you know, I was like, hang on, I've got a little bit more work to do and it just shocks them a little. Um, I love being by the water. I'm a Pisces, so it's mm-hmm. a water sign. I love just that fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sitting in bed with my husband mm-hmm. watching shows at the end of the night and just vegging out. Yeah. Just vegging. Do you have a particular favorite show currently? Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're re-watching Schitt's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to. So funny. Yes. We um, recently started watching Dead to Me. Okay. It's with Christina Applegate. I can't think of the other one, but just whatever. He's a really big TV watcher. Yeah. I probably wouldn't watch it at all. I might watch like Gaia TV. Yeah. But it's a way for us to bond and yeah. it also keeps me balanced, right? So I'm not always like in this ethereal world, right. like <laughs> floating away and, you know, because that, that's also something that I do. My husband grounds it. me so much. So, yeah, yeah. you got to find those, like the middle of your Venn diagram yes. somehow. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a TV watcher either, but there are a couple of shows. We'll watch um, Project Runway. Yeah. That George and I can watch together. Yes. <laughs> um, and there's a couple other like food shows or that yes. kind of thing. Yep. And it does just kind of sitting in the same space and yes. laughing about the same stuff. Yes. It's good. Another yes. one is my kids and I, my youngest, my six-year-old, he's annoyed by it, but we'll watch Queer Eye. Oh, I love Queer Eye. Oh my gosh. Yes. I wish they'd put out like 172 episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I watched the ones they put out in like one and a half seconds, and then it's done. I know. It's like, yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a whole yes. family event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I couldn't love you more. Mm, I just think too. you're an absolute gift to everyone that you come in contact with, and I don't say that lightly. Um, and I love that. I was going to say this earlier, but I want to be sure that I. One of the things that I love, love, love about what you do is it feels so accessible to able-bodied people, not able-bodied people, to women in all stages of life, to all socioeconomic statuses, to no matter where you live. Like it just feels like there's just an inroad Mm -hmm. for everyone to your services. And I just couldn't love it more. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm, you are so welcome, and thank you. Thank you for your kind words and just for acknowledging that because it really is what I'm trying to do. Um, we're all at different places in our life, and I think it's important that we all have access to something, whether you're doing a big package or just wanting a little snippet of information. Yep. Um, you can run with it, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. I've been really affected by voice. As long as I can remember, I've been sort of transfixed by the sound of certain people's voices. And when I was little, it was my grandma and a couple of my favorite teachers. And more recently, there are meditation teachers and spiritual teachers and some podcasters that I love just listening to. And you're thinking, why are you mentioning this now, Andrea? Well, for me, Becky is one of those people. I can tell by her voice that she is connected to a knowing and a wisdom that I also connect with. There's a resonance, a vibration that's healing and sustaining for me. And there's a connecting thread from my humanity to hers, if that makes any sense at all. And honestly, even if that sounds way out there to you, the beauty is that I know that you found other wisdom and takeaways from Becky's words. Maybe you were encouraged to see your womb space differently or think about ritual in a new way. Maybe her services sound like just what you could use after giving birth to a human or to a creative endeavor. Maybe her encouragement about seeking community or just putting your feet in the dirt really spoke to you. What I know for sure is that Becky's work in the world is connecting our collective past and helping us move together forward. And I love that. 
Remember to follow Becky and reach out to her for all of her amazing services and go take the middle seat. I know you'll find wisdom and healing right there.